You're listening to the Screeners Podcast Network. From the big screen to the small screen and everything in between, this is the Screeners Podcast, where all media is appreciated, but none is safe. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Screeners Podcast. This is Chad. I'm Chris. And I'm April. And we're here to talk all things media. We've got a full show for you tonight. We're going to catch you up on a What We've Been Watching segment. We're also going to dive into a full in-depth review of Dark Phoenix. And we'll let you know if it actually is as bad as everybody is saying that it is. (laughs) So it's going to be a full show. We're very excited to jump right in What We've Been Watching. So it's been a few weeks since we've had everybody on the show at once. And I know there's a lot of us that are seeing different things, Mm. experimenting with different technologies that are out in the world of media. So I thought it'd be good tonight just to have a real quick catch up and let's see what everybody's been uh, been consuming uh, recently. So, April, let's start with you. Uh, What have you been up to lately? Oh, well, I'm always watching things. Actually, since last week when we talked about Godzilla, I actually saw Kong School Island. Oh, Um, yeah. Yeah, and I actually really liked it. Oh, that movie's great. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, I was surprised with how good it was, especially with how not good Godzilla King of the Monsters was. Um, Oh, she was telling me that movie wasn't good. I still haven't seen it, and I've I've heard horrible things. I need uh, need to at some point decide if I'm going to or not. I mean, some of the monster scenes were cool. That's kind of it. You've sold me. You've sold me. Yeah, Chris, it's not good. Mothra was cool. That's about, there's like, there's really cool monsters. Uh, Season three of Handmaid's Tale also just started. So I binged the first three episodes when they released them. And I had my two month old baby sitting right in front of me. And literally there's like one really compelling scene in the first episode. And I just held my baby and cried. That's just a hard show to watch. (laughs) Wow. When you have a new mother. I think anyway. that's a hard show to watch anytime. That's I, true. How was the second season? I, the first season for me, I thought was solid, but it was so dour. I just couldn't do the second season. So, so I am curious. Same, how is it? Same for me. I haven't watched the second season the yet. The second either. season. So it's still very dark, but there, you start seeing glimpses of hope in the second season. Like That's interesting. Yeah. All right. I don't want to spoil anything, but there are, there's like a, like, oh yeah, get it. Like go get a girl kind of kind of thing like resistance. Well, I kept, it kept feeling that way in season one, but then you realize the overwhelming odds she was up against, and it just seemed like, ah, man, I don't know how this show is gonna ever make me in any way, shape, or form feel good about the world. I don't. I mean, it, it seems so like I need to be in a certain frame of mind to even approach that show. So yeah, it is definitely tough to watch, but it's so good. Yeah. For me, it All wasn't right. even that it wasn't even that it was dark. I just I think there were long stretches in the first season where it was just boring. And mm-hmm. I don't mean that I just boring is probably not quite the right word. It just felt like there was a lot of nothing happening for any kind of narrative momentum. And it just became yeah. a slog for me. But if I'll take your word for it, if it gets better on the second season, report mm-hmm. back on the third season. And if you say it's worth it. Yeah. Then I'll, well, so far, the uh, third season is just fire. So. I'm like, oh, I'm loving fire. Yeah, All fire. Right. I don't throw okay. that word around lightly. So, okay. It got <laughs> nice. the April fire stamp. All right. <laughs> yeah. What else have you been watching? Um, 
And I've I don't know if y'all have seen the show. It's really stupid. But I was I was needing a filler show, just something I could watch mindlessly. So I started watching Shit's Creek on Netflix. Oh yes. Have y'all seen that? Oh yes. My wi- I haven't watched it yet, but my wife loves that show. Oh my gosh. I just find myself just cackling at it. Like I watch it by myself when I have twenty minutes here or there and I'm just like it's really funny. Surprisingly just really funny. So it, it fills that parks and rec. A uh, hole in my life. Uh, yes. Yeah. It's it's really kind of just. It's very it, clever. Great characters. It's silly, but it's fun. Yeah, and it's like a it, little bit raunchier. Right. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's no. Totally. Stellar, totally. Yeah. Stellar cast and that mm-hmm. crew has been not, has done a lot of stuff through the years, but yeah. just the very brief glimpses that I've had while she's watching it on in the background has been really funny. So it's on it's on my list for sure. Yeah, you should definitely check it out. The only other thing that I've been watching that well, I've watched because now it's over, but Chernobyl. Was excellent, and I think we're going to do. Are we going to do like a bonus review? We are, yeah. We're going to do a, a full. It turned out that everybody, as on our Slack channel, when we were talking, everybody kept mentioning that they really felt like we should talk about it because it was mm. worthy of that kind of discussion. Yeah, so we so are going to do a full bonus review of that of the entire season sometime in the next uh, week or so. So yeah, absolutely. Uh, I have not finished it yet. I'm only on episode three mm-hmm. and I watched the first two and then I just had a lot of life things get in the way. So I've had a chance to finish, but I definitely am going to. Maybe so. you can finish it before our episode. For sure. Uh, definitely will. Definitely will. All right, good. Good stuff, April. What about you, Chris? What have you been watching or consuming these days? Well, you know, when we first got on, I was saying that I really hadn't watched a whole lot and I wasn't sure what I was going to talk about. But there's this amazing resource. And if you use it, uh, you can remind you of what films you have seen recently. And this is that's this website and app called Letterboxd. You guys use that, right? I know you do, yeah. Chad. Religiously, yeah. I love it. I use okay. it to log all my films, yeah. Yeah, well, I had not done that until this year. I made a kind of like a New Year's resolution that I was going to see more movies. Um, And so I have done that. Like, I've seen a lot more movies this year. I mean, I think already I've seen like three times the films I've seen. Good for you. uh, That's a good, worthy resolution. I know, right? Well, anyway, I'm I'm proud of myself anyway, okay? And so uh, I looked back and I realized, oh, yeah, there were these movies that I had not gotten a chance to talk about. And there are three documentaries. Um, I'm in the middle of editing a documentary myself. And so find myself consuming more just to see what other people are doing in that particular form. And um, I watched uh, Running with Beto uh, on HBO, Knock Down the House on Netflix. Those two films mm-hmm. are very similar. Yeah. Um, and I would say Knock Down the House is so much better than Running with Beto. And uh, I would definitely recommend Knock Down the House. Uh, no matter what your politics are, it is really good because it's just about you know people who are the underdog and how not they're not expected to win and how they're kind of shunned. And somehow, you know, there's a film crew there to film at the very beginning. And of mm. course, you can tell when they kind of went back for like B-roll afterwards. And I was right. like, yeah, yeah, okay, that wasn't quite, I, I know what happened here. They, they asked, can we come in and shoot for a minute? But <laughs> for the most part, it is actually really compelling. And there is real footage that they were following a lot of these um, these folks who are running for the House, what was it, in 2018. So um, I can't recommend that. I, I mean, more. I really like Knock Down the House, and I really didn't care for Running with Beto. It was fine, but it wasn't all that exciting. But the one documentary, it's on HBO, that wrecked me, and I just, I, I cannot recommend higher. I think it should win 
the Oscar from from my opinion at this moment anyway. That's my favorite documentary so far I've seen this year, and that is at the heart of gold inside oh, the USA yeah. gymnast scandal, um, gymnastics stand scandal. I'm sorry. Um, it is it is devastating. It is empowering. It is horrifying. I mean, as a father, um, we have two daughters. I, I, I it it leaves me speechless. I had not been more amped and uh, moved and uh, angry by a movie, I think, in my entire life. Um, wow. Uh, but it is so well done. Um, you may you may understand a little bit of what went on uh, during the scandal, but you probably don't understand the full extent of it. I don't know. If, if you have a, an easily irritable stomach um, and you are a parent, I'd say maybe you shouldn't watch this. But if you have any, like, if you want to know what kind of monsters are out there and um, then the the brave people that will stand against those monsters and how much change, like, one or two people can make, uh, mm-hmm. even in such a huge thing as, you know, the Olympic gymnastics team that, I mean, is really – it's. It's incredible. So I would definitely recommend At the Heart of Gold Inside the USA Gymnastics Scandal. Um, it is it is really riveting mm-hmm. uh, a film. Uh, so those are the wow. things that I had been watching over the last couple of weeks. I do want to just quickly mention, uh, beyond that, I bought an Oculus Rift, uh, not an Oculus Rift, an Oculus Quest, which is the all-in-one VR video game system. Um, and it's incredible. And my kids just finished playing. We just literally, I said, guys, I got to I gotta go record a podcast now. So I got them off of the VR. Um, and uh, they they just love it. I've, I've stayed away from VR because I didn't ever want to be tethered. And I didn't want to purchase like a $2,000 computer just to run VR. And I feel like the Quest does such an amazing and immersive job. So I would recommend the Quest to just about anyone. And I, hmm. I think it's fantastic. So I totally agree. So yes. just the, the timing of you purchasing that and my family purchasing it, we never we didn't plan it that way. It was right. just we had a vacation with some other family who had one. And one night we were just got back from the beach and we're in the hotel room and and they get out the quest and I had tried lots of different kinds of VR and very much like you, Chris, just didn't want to be tethered. And I thought, well, I don't know, the games are okay, but they seem like glorified tech demos. And in about 10 minutes of playing on the quest, that completely changed. Yes. So uh, and my wife and my son as well, it's both the same thing. Uh, My son got back from basketball camp today. It was an all day camp from nine to four. And he was so tired when he got back, he could barely keep his eyes open. And then he walked in the door. But the very first thing was, Daddy, I want to play Creed on the Quest. (laughs) So, you know, it's absolutely stellar. I agree. Anybody who gets a chance. And the price point, while it's not cheap, it's certainly a much lower entry than having to buy a computer. I think the lower... Uh, the smaller space model, I think, is what like four hundred dollars. Yep. yep. Right. That's so awesome. it's it's really awesome, and I'm so excited about VR. It's great. It's great. Stuff. Are there a lot of so. games for it? I mean, right now, I think there's about fifty or sixty, uh, okay. but most of those are, like he said, like tech demo type stuff. I uh-huh. would say right now there are about fifteen or twenty really good, worthwhile games, and more are being added. They just added a new one called wizards i think and you you literally learn uh spells that you have to do with your hands 
um, oh, to cool. fight dragons and ogres and trolls and goblins. Uh, it is. It's a but really cool. That sounds thing, amazing. But, yeah. Beat Saber is the great. It's the crack yeah. of my life. I it can't is. stop playing Ooh, I have Beat played Saber that before on a different yeah. VR system. Oh, That's it's fun. the greatest. And and I started today. I started Vader Immortal. So good. The, the first time I picked up that lightsaber, yes. uh, I almost lost my mind. I was like, <laughs> what is happening right now? Yeah. So, Vader yeah, Immortal's fantastic. And um, I, you know the funny thing is. Is there's this? This is. I know we should probably move on, but like, there's also this. Have you tried Rec Room yet, Chad? I downloaded it, but I haven't played it yet. We've got to play that together because Rec Room is literally like the oasis from Ready Player One. It is All a. Right. It's a social environment where you can meet up with your friends in like a recreation room, right? Like in a um, college. Uh, and there's ping pong tables in the recreation room, and you can meet each other in this, you know, environment where people. It's like old Xbox day, old Xbox days, Chad, where you can hear other people that you are not friends yes, with. Yes, I and, like it. And there, yeah, exactly. It is. It That's going to lead that. to a lot of bad things. It is. <laughs> I know it, it does very, very quickly, and it is hilarious. Um, and uh, then you can be like, oh, hey, we're going to go play paintball. And then, yeah, and so you can friend up. You shake each other's hands to friend up to, yes. I mean, to, to turn into a party. So, like, if there's four of you and you've actually become friends and you just met each other in the rec room, I can shake, you know, three other friends or even more and then press a button and now we're playing paintball. Um, and that sounds uh, great. Yeah, it's, it's like <laughs> it, it is. It's it's really cool. It really is cool. So that, that's right. Yeah, and it, it's super cliche to say it at this point, but you really can't truly in my opinion, make a decision on this until you experience it because it is so overwhelming once you actually experience it. It feels like you're mm. in that place. So awesome. It's very awesome. good. It's very good. Very cool. Some fantastic documentary recommendations by Chris as well as the Oculus Quest, which well, I agree two, with. Well, two very two good ones, one amazing one, and one gotcha. not great. Gotcha. Yeah. Well, for me, I have been watching a couple of things. One, one, the quest has taken up a lot of my time. Yes. But I also uh, caught up on a couple of movies that I wanted to see that we're not going to review. Uh, one of those is Brightburn. <laughs> this is the movie that we laughed about. Uh, it's if Superman broke bad. Essentially, is the is the premise of this mm. film. And, and, surpri- and? and surprisingly to me. I really like this movie a lot. Huh. I, I mean a lot. The fir- As a matter of fact, the first, I'm going to say the first two-thirds of this movie, I thought I loved it. It's got a lot of gratuitous violence that are that's kind of silly because they are promoting it as a horror film. But the premise is very much just like I said, uh, without giving away spoilers because it's in the trailer, it literally is, is an alien comes to Earth and a two farm parents who work on a farm find him and raise him and he has essentially the same powers as Superman and what happened if he turned out not to be so good on the one hand it's gratuitous violence for gratuitous violence sake but on the other hand it's also very accurate to what would happen if someone who had the power of Superman tried to kill a human it's really very beautifully shot it's super tight in the first two thirds the whole movie I think is only like an hour and 45 minutes it goes some places at the end that I don't think it earned narratively but even still overall I really like this movie now it's I can't recommend it to a lot of people because it's a hard R. There's a lot of violence, mm. um, but overall, 
this was a surprise for me. I really very much enjoyed it. Uh, another movie that I saw is Booksmart. It's Olivia Wilde's uh, directorial debut, and it's a coming-of-age movie uh, about these two girls in high school who have uh, aced everything. They're the valedictorian and salutatorian of their class, but they've never had any fun, and so they have one night. You know, your typical kind of John Hughes premise. They have one night to live it up, and it's getting rave reviews. It's at a 97% on Rotten Tomatoes, hmm. and for me... I really liked it a lot, but I didn't love it as much as everybody seems to love it. Uh, it, it. It kind of wants to be really silly as far as some of the humor and some of the things that happen are very outlandish, while at the same time trying to be kind of a serious-ish uh, relationship tale. And so it does both of those things very pretty well but it was enough of kind of this back and forth that I didn't just love it because it, it does skew more towards the serious than it does overtly funny although there are certainly some laugh out loud moments but I would mm-hmm. recommend it book smart and then the last thing is I started a show on Amazon uh, called Fleabag and a lot of people uh, on some podcasts and some uh, things that I listen to have recommended this show it's a British show it is wickedly funny and dark, and it, you you mentioned earlier it's like Park Parks and Rec and Shit's Creek is probably a little bit more raunchy. Hmm. This is if both of those two things happened, but uh, uh, all the way to eleven on raunchy, <laughs> oh, but nice. but extremely smart. Huh. So it's 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 really hard to it's hard to in the very first scene you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. So it's 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 hard to it's hard to describe because it's it's like I said it's a British show so it has that British sensibility. The characters are phenomenal. It's very short. There are only six episodes. They've already finished the second season. There's six episodes a season, twenty minutes long. So it's really filthy. But in a way that is, but in a way that is not silly. In a way that is really clever and commenting on a lot of things. So I'm, I'm, hmm. I'm captivated by it. Honestly, I've watched the first three episodes of the first season, and I'm definitely going to stay with it. So again, that's a recommend at your own risk. Uh, <laughs> but it's it's high quality stuff for sure. So I'm I'm definitely going to finish that. Nice. Uh, that's what we've been watching. So, guys, if there's nothing uh, nothing else to talk about here, hopefully we've given you some recommendations to check out. And with that, we will move into our main event review of Dark Phoenix. Ladies and gentlemen of NASA, this is Charles Xavier. Help is on the way. We're doing space missions now. Cool. We get the astronauts, we bring them home. Go! Heat signature's rising fast. We gotta get out of here. Where's Jean? Where is she? Jean! She should be dead. Did you hear what the kids are calling you? Phoenix. Well, Dark Phoenix opened this past weekend, and IMDb's plot summary says Jean Grey begins to develop incredible powers that corrupt and turn her into a Dark Phoenix. Now, the X-Men will have to decide if the life of a team member is worth more than all the people living in the world. Dark Phoenix was directed by Simon Kinberg, stars Sophie Turner as Jean Grey, James McAvoy, Michael Fassbender, Jennifer Lawrence, and all of our lovely X-Men family friends. So... This movie right now is rocking a 22% on Rotten Tomatoes. No. Ooh, is it really? Yes. Yes, it is. I and, haven't even looked. Oh, man. Yeah. it's um, And I think Godzilla King with Monsters, just for 
some comparison is like at a 30 or a 40 something. So Mm. anyway, I have a lot to say about this movie, especially knowing the review that most critics are giving this. And I'm very curious what you guys had to think. So, Chris, I know that you know a lot about the comic that the movie is based on, Dark yes. Phoenix, because yeah. you guys have been talking about it on Geek Card Check, correct? We did, yeah. We we, we uh, rewatched the kind of origins of the Dark Phoenix because obviously this is a adaptation of a comic book series that came out in the late seventies. And then, uh, if you guys are familiar, do you guys ever watch the X Men animated series when it was out in the nineties? Did you guys? Uh, occasionally. Yeah, I think not... just on the on the fringe. I can't wow. remember. Yeah. Wow, I am shocked. <laughs> okay, that was like a formative like uh, piece of media in my life. I remember going to Pizza Hut and going on Friday for Book It. Did you did you, did you ever do Book It? Anybody? No. Okay. Mm. Anyway, <laughs> if you read books, you got. I think we're just all proving how much older I am. Than uh, you, yeah, Chris. you really are. If you read when you books, were doing Book It, I had a full time job. That's true. That's true. Well, if you read books, you got points, and you could turn those points in for X Men VHSs. And um, I did. I got all of them because I loved <laughs> X Men so much. So I read a lot just 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 for that. Anyway, um, so yeah, if you want to hear what we think about the comic, um, definitely head over to Geek Card Check and listen to our latest episode. We dive into uh, into that universe. But this, we're talking about the movie, right? Yeah. What did you um, think of the movie? Uh, it is brutally, uh, mediocre. Uh, it's, it's fine. Uh, 22% just kind of blows my mind. It doesn't make sense to me. This, this movie could be sitting at like a 54%. It is competently made. It looks fine. Um, the, the plot is, uh, serviceable. Uh, <laughs> you can sit down and enjoy it. Um, and you know, if, if, if there's not anything here that I think is actively uh, terrible, it's just doesn't rise to anything great. Um, there's no real reason to kind of go back and watch it again. But I don't think it's as bad as so many have said in any way, shape, or form. It's entertaining. The performances, for the most part, are quite good i think definitely sophie turner uh needs to do more things and now that she's out of the game of thrones world i'd imagine that she will i think she's really good in here and i think if the script would have been a little bit stronger uh could she could have been great Mm. but unfortunately you know they just rush it i mean this the Dark Phoenix saga should be a like a trilogy or at least a two-parter of, of, in a movie. There's so much there, and they just skip over all of it, and that's what this feels like. It's just a rushed hack job um, of a you know attempt to to make something, and unfortunately, it just turns out to be like the greatest common. I mean, the, the the lowest common denominator, right? It just it went through the the machine and it spit out like just mediocre villains who are the villains i don't even know do you know the name of the villain in this movie no probably not played by jessica chastain very poorly uh, you know what i mean like it's probably the worst uh, role she's ever done because she's not even used in this movie and that's what i mean like it just feels like there's a lot of potential there was a lot of kinetic and potential energy that never actually turned into anything great and what's so funny too is that like i feel as though they try so hard to lean on, you were saying, like the nostalgia of the old X-Men. Mm. Um, in fact, I'm on IMDb right now. If you go to IMDb and you scroll down a little bit, uh, you'll see a ad for Dark Phoenix. 
and it has Nightcrawler and Beast and Cyclops and Sophie Turner's um, Phoenix and also Hugh Jackman's Wolverine for some reason. Who, spoiler alert, he's not in this movie. Um, and I think they're just trying to like, I don't know. I feel like they're just trying to lean on the like, well, this is 20 years of X-Men, so you should like it. It just falls flat on that. If you're looking for a good time in the theater, an enjoyable kind of silly, what most people say, turn off your brain film, this movie is not, is, you could do worse than this movie, okay? Mm. Um, it is right down the middle. So for me, that that is my, my thought. I'd give it, like I said, like a 5 out of 10, a 6 out of 10, certainly not a 2 out of 10. That just doesn't make any sense to me. All right. Well, so you... Definitely are better than 22%, but it yes. doesn't seem like you're super on board with it either. No, so, no, no. Chad, what did you think about it? I hate this movie. It's absolute garbage. No, I'm just kidding. It's absolutely <laughs> not true. I can't, for the life of me, I cannot understand the vitriol against this film. Yeah. Yes. I, I don't get it. So I, after seeing the movie, I went and I spent a good... I'm going to say maybe half an hour reading reviews mm-hmm. of critics that I respect and some that I'm, you know, that I'm just slightly aware of, but that work for reputable publications. And the theme that seemed to stick out more than anything in probably eight out of 10 was that this was not a fitting end to mm-hmm. the X-Men world, the, the cinematic universe, if you will. Since now it's been acquired by Disney and this is the last one that's going to, you know, be done by by Fox. To that, I say, yes, that is 100 percent true. Mm-hmm. I don't think that this is certainly not end game. Right. So this this is right. not the culmination of a story of all these characters coming together in some satisfying way. They and didn't so in know, that, right. When they were making this movie, they didn't sure, know. Right, right. Right. Exactly. And so in that regard. I can understand how some people may be disappointed, but because they weren't making that story, they were making, they were adapting a story that is beloved in the comics and that is Mm -hmm. well known very much like the infinity gauntlet people. It is, Um, it is the best story in comic book history. There you go. Most people would say that. I mean, it it really is amazing and it it really is a great story and it's right. It's not that at all though. (laughs) I don't know that I would go quite that far that it's the best one, but it's definitely in the top two or three for sure. Oh yeah. yeah. No, I'm saying it's one of the best. It's highly, highly regarded. I mean, it is. Yeah. And so, on that level, I think they did a, a, an okay job. I, I, I was certainly engrossed mm-hmm. for the first maybe 30, 40 minutes. I like the way this film opens. I like the, without going into spoilers, I like the MacGuffin that happens at the beginning on this mission where we get to see all the, the team working together fluidly, using their powers to do good in the world. I like that stuff. Yep. I like the tone that they set at the beginning where people are... They've been around the team for a certain amount of time, and now they're questioning, is this the right thing to do? There are you know, themes, certainly, that have been explored in other movies, for sure, in the other X-Men films, but done in a, in a very good way. I think it looks very good. I mean, it looks mm-hmm. like all the other X-Men movies. Mm-hmm. The, the characters, the casting uh, for, for most of the major characters in this universe is on point it's outstanding i mean these actors have embodied their characters so much that i i care for them quite a bit now overall this movie really starts to fall apart when we are introduced to the villains this is they are awful 
They are confusing, they're convoluted, their motivation is unclear, and their performances are, I think it's supposed to be just because an affectation of what they are, but it comes across as so wooden and detached that it just slows all the momentum of the film at that point. And then from that point on, the, the plot beats that they have to that they have to do to get us to where they need to go toward the end, it really kind of grinds everything down so much so that you ultimately don't care. And then at the very end, uh, it has a sequence that we can talk about in, in spoilers where it's not this big world-ending event. And I've seen a lot of people online really poo-poo this thing and, and talk about how they didn't like it. I had the exact opposite reaction. I loved the ending sequence in this thing where it's kind of like, you know, without spoiling it, you get kind of get Snowpiercer, but with X-Men. And I loved it. I absolutely, I loved it. You, Again, you lo- loved it? Like you- I loved it just from the standpoint of, we have seen this group of characters do the big stuff, the white mm-hmm. house floating down from the sky and a all of this stadium flying the in stadium the sky flying. And flying. We've yeah, seen sure, all that. Yeah, and totally. to me, I totally enjoyed the idea of we have a point A to point B and we've got bad guys in front of us and we got to go through them. And one did of you, them is, a, I liked it. Did you know that was a reshoot? Did you know that they, they added that on, that that was not in the original, the original I did script? not. Huh. I did not. Interesting. Very interesting. Very yep. interesting. So, Ultimately, though, I left the, the theater positive on the overall experience, but not this is certainly mid to lower tier of the seven or eight films that we have, however many it is. Um, but it is not. I've seen so many articles and tweets about it's the worst of the of the films. That doesn't make and any that sense. is lunacy. Mm-hmm. That is. is absolute lunacy. It's got it's got is, a lower Rotten Tomato score than X-Men Origins Wolverine right now. Too. Yeah. And That's it made stupid. less money than any other previous X-Men. And that makes well. me so mad. My summer wager is totally oh, screwed. Yeah, yeah and mine no is doubt. too. Oh my well, gosh. The, the only hope that we have is that the Secret Life of Pets has made less than half of the first one. So the whole world's in chaos right now. So somebody <laughs> maybe will get lucky. But overall, I will say I will never watch this film again. There's not a lot of great things about it. But overall, as an experience, I did not feel like I wasted my time. I didn't mm. feel like the filmmakers and certainly not the actors were phoning it in. Uh, it felt like a comedy made film and I enjoy the experience of watching it for that one time and I just can't wrap my head around the hatred that has fallen on this film at all I just don't understand it well yeah yeah I think uh, where I'm at is uh, similar to you guys but I actually liked this film and there are definitely some issues with it but I went in with very low expectations because I saw the Rotten Tomato score I didn't read any of the reviews ahead of time but I saw 22% I thought oh my gosh this movie is going to be terrible so I was not necessarily looking forward to watching it so maybe that's why I liked it so much because it was I was pleasantly very surprised I actually thought this movie did a lot of things well the the thing I agree with both of you the the worst thing about this film was the villains they were not well explained or they needed more of a backstory or something for sure because they just kind of threw it in there and we're like okay I guess we'll just go along with it and I thought Sophie Turner did a really great job acting wise I don't know if it was just because I kept seeing Sansa but I could swear that I heard her British accent coming through a little bit in the beginning but uh, maybe that was just me being picky but yeah overall I thought the fight scenes in this film were awesome I think the, the special effects were great and honestly, I left the movie mad 
One, because I think being a filmmaker myself, I just hate when I see a film getting bashed when I don't feel like it deserves to be bashed. And that's how I feel about this film. So I feel like I need to like take take up my sword and fight for this film, even though it's not, no, it's not the best film ever, but I feel like it is completely not getting what it deserves. So mm-hmm. that's kind of my my two cents. Yeah, I mean, it, it feels like we're in this um, really interesting world where Disney can do no wrong, and if anybody tries anything out of line, mm-hmm. people just go like crazy, and like this, it, it feels like the nerds are just like, no, Marvel's going to do such a better job. Whatever this is is going to be garbage. That's what it just feels yeah. like. It, like this, this like uh, collective consciousness just decided that it's going to well, tear yeah, down and they, this movie. And w- I kind of did the same thing as you, Chad. I read a bunch of reviews after it because I was so confused at why this got so horribly rated and everything that i saw too was people were mad this is a terrible finale to the x-men yeah. but they never wrote this film to be the finale because well, they were right. already well, well into production before that before deal disney was, bought them out yeah yeah, yeah. so it doesn't like, even it doesn't that, that kind of a, that that doesn't even make any sense i think what what happened was i, I was just reading um that they originally thought this was going to be a two-parter and of course you know midway through production realizing that they probably would not ever be able to do that they quickly shoehorned in the ending that we got mm. Well, that, that makes, makes sense. Which yeah, you can see why, sense. yeah, Jessica Chastain's character just feels like what? What was that? What? What was that supposed to be? Um, I, I, you know, it, it's it's obvious there should have been more time to breathe, and mm-hmm. they just did not. Yeah, there's a lot of mechanical things that happen, and when I say mechanical, I mean like things that happen between characters, like the interaction between Jessica Chastain's character and Phoenix and the passing of powers and things like that that make no sense yeah. and it's just it's 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 a hundred percent a result because they had to make that thing happen yeah. so that they could get to where they end and that that makes perfect sense so really it, everyone should be mad at Disney Disney was the one that ruined this film again <laughs> no, no 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 no. I, I don't think Disney is at fault here I think this is just literally people are have divided into camps and like everybody the Marvel stuff anyway is like, no fantastic Four, Josh Trank ruined everything. And like, at, let, let, let's give it back to Marvel and give. So all these Marvel properties, the, the, the nerds, the geeks, they want them back in Marvel's hands. Mm. And you know, that's what this is, is, is a reaction to, and I'm, I, I have no doubt that the X-Men in Marvel studios hand will be, incredible it will be it'll be great they can do amazing things there Mm -hmm. but this movie is not the turd that everybody is saying that it is it just it's not and it all it i've seen a lot of things that have retroactively kind of thrown shade at the whole entire x-men franchise and that's ludicrous people x2 first class Logan, Days I of mean, Future Past, Days of Future mm-hmm. Past. Those movies are great. <laughs> yes. They're not good. They're freaking great. They are. So uh, you know, now it is interesting in this series that you have a handful of films that are legitimately great, and Logan, which in my opinion is a five star kind of oh, all time yeah. great, mm-hmm. yep. and then you have really awful films like X three and Apocalypse, uh, Apocalypse, <laughs> which is awful. And I've seen people talking about this is a step down from Apocalypse. Anybody the, the dumbest that says thing that, I've ever heard. That they don't Dumbest. even deserve to have an opinion in life. <laughs> oh my gosh! Because that's the craziest I mean, thing I've that's, ever heard. That's Chad saying that, y'all, not me. Like, I said it. Write, yeah. write, write your angry tweets and letters to Chad, please. To at <laughs> Geek Card Check is where you want to send. Care of Chad. <laughs> okay, so what do you guys think? Would you recommend people see this in a theater? Should they wait till they it's streamed or rent it, or should they just skip it all together? Chris, what do you think? 
I mean, I'd say you can wait until this is on Netflix and or, you know, HBO or wherever. It's something you're already purchasing. Or if you have, like I do, like the AMC A-list. Yeah, absolutely. Go go for it. it it's not a waste of time. But I would say, like, you, there's no reason to go seek it out, if that makes any sense uh, mm-hmm. to me. Uh, I think you'll enjoy it, though. Especially if you... Look, I was going to see this movie... Even if it had a 0%. I'm a huge X-Men fan from way, way, way back. I mean, that, that, that was my jam. And so I was going to enjoy it from just a pure, like, geek level. But mm-hmm. I think I think you should see this movie if you're on that level. Go see it in the theater. But in, in anything else, just wait till it's on Netflix or HBO. Uh, you'll be fine. All right. Mediocre answer Mediocre. there. Yep. yep. Okay. Chad, what do you think? I'm a step above that. I think this is worthy of a rental. I think... You know, it's a Friday night. You got five bucks. You're looking for something to watch at home. Then, yeah, I think you'll enjoy this. It's I think the big screen does help this film as it does most. But this one in particular, I would say that this is rental worthy. Uh, You're not Mm going to be disappointed. It's an X-Men movie. And if you like X-Men, this is uh, this is going to do you just fine. Well, I am a step above even that. You should go see this in the theater because these filmmakers deserve better. That's what I'm Oh, asking. you go. Wow. Yes. Wow. Activist. <laughs> yes. I'm very mad for this film. I, I know no one personally that's worked on it, but I'm very mad for them. So <laughs> Rage Against the Machine, April. You Rage go. Against the Machine. Yes, go see it in the theaters, especially if any of anyone that watched Godzilla, go see this movie. This oh, is a better you know movie. You're right. I am glad that you said that. You mentioned it at the beginning. Godzilla is a hundred times worse than this movie. And it Godzilla has a better score. is garbage compared to this movie. <laughs> it's the not score. even. You just said it. Hans Zimmer's score on Dark Phoenix is incredible. I've been listening to that. Yeah. I'm sorry. I totally forgot to mention that. The music in this movie is fantastic. Yes. Sorry, Agreed. Continue. Agreed. Yeah, this movie is so much better than Godzilla King of the Monsters. It's it's crazy. Yes. So that's, well, here you go. There's our recommendations. You've heard it from the screeners. So why don't we jump into some spoilers? The first rule of Fight Club is you do not talk about Fight Club. Well, you look nervous. Is it the scars? You want to know how I got him? But there's so many places it would never occur to a hawk to hide. However, the reason the Führer's brought me off my Alps in Austria and placed me in French cow country today is because it does occur to me. Because I'm aware what tremendous feats human beings are capable of once they abandon dignity. In the dream, I knew that he was going on ahead. He's fixing to make a fire somewhere out there in all that dark and all that cold. And I knew that whenever I got there, he'd be there. And then I woke up. All right, so now we're going to dive into some specifics about Dark Phoenix. Well, let me just, I'll, I'll start with my biggest dislike because I feel like that's what most people want to hear anyway, right? When they're talking about this movie is yeah. how much we hated it. We already mentioned this. Jessica Chastain's character, I, I have no idea what her alien race is called. I'm not entirely sure what their powers are other than that they can change their, you know, their look, right? They, they, they can morph or whatever. Um, but they're definitely not, they're, they're not, Jean Grey can't read their minds for some reason. It, it just... It honestly, it made absolutely no sense. Um, there, what they were doing, why they were doing it. You know, they had a huge ship out in orbit the entire time that they could have seemingly brought down a huge, vast array of 
you know, warriors or whatever, their entire race was with them. So I, <laughs> I don't understand like what, what was going on, what their plan was. I have a feeling that is something that was left either on the cutting room floor or changed last minute in the script, changed during shooting. Something happened there that just completely deflated um, that entire thing. And I think most of the most of the the movie, it's almost kind of like hand wavy, just like they're there just to push Gene over the edge and nothing else. That is that mm-hmm. is, I think, the only service she has and that's unfortunate because jessica jessica chastain is a fantastic actress um, and it feels like she's completely wasted here so some of the dumbest scenes in the movie almost all involve those characters they do yeah almost all of them when you you know the i really felt bad for her when you find out that Jean gray's mom is or sorry Jean gray's dad is still alive and then like chris said you've got this entire that it appears to be an entire army that is available. They come in and take over all these people at their dinner party, and then there's just two of them running around like FBI agents, just completely unchecked. And then they go to the well. And apparently they've been on. Apparently they've been on Earth forever. They've infiltrated and, government right? and all this and stuff. They're all over the place. But that, so, that, that plays into no. They all die, and they have that plays right. into literally like no <laughs> meaning whatsoever. Like I what? Know. what? Would they have necessarily been at Earth forever? Could they have not just done the thing that Jessica Chester? Stain did to the party guests, but just the people in government. What? It's po- it's possible. It's I mean, they possible. literally they don't move very it, quickly. So, so very you're quickly. telling me the people at the dinner party. You're, so what you're saying, what, what you're saying is, is that there are more people who landed, and some of them just went and infiltrated like powers of government, and it was all just to get, all just to get Jean Grey. That doesn't make. What, what it felt know. like there there was a moment where like one of the characters said something about how they were uh, uh, high up in the FBI. Like one of them said that, and that's yeah. how they were able to get in, you know, through the police um, line. Yep. Yeah. And that's one of the scenes I'm talking about where they walk in and yep. they're interrogating the father and yeah. he says, I want to see my lawyer. And she has to give this terrible line reading of, you know, I really hate this. It's so much easier when you're not screaming, you know, yeah, that was God, weird. come on. What are we talking about here, people? <laughs> and what do they do? And, and what did that what did that line even mean? Because she then know. crushes his rib cage. And then <laughs> right. like, did she get information through the ribs? So in, like, instead of screaming, we collapsed your lungs so you can't. And also, you're dead now, so you can't help me. It's it yeah. is literally the worst. It's it all of that is the worst part. Every anytime Jessica Chastain was on the on the movie, I understood why people thought this movie was terrible. Because if you did just base it alone on that villain, it is maybe I mean one of the worst kind of villains. Because again, what was Agreed. her name? What was her plan? It was like a- Vuk a- or Vok, a- Agent or something. something. I don't. Know. I didn't do. I don't, I don't have. She IMDb wanted. In front of me. I okay, so. It wasn't a, like, destroy the... That was... Yeah, that was confusing. Because at first they were like, we're going to destroy the world and take it over. But then... No. Then no. She, they wanted to create their own new worlds. No, all they wanted was the Phoenix Force. Because the Phoenix Force, apparently in this movie, um, allows you to... Now, in the comics, it allows you to create new reality, right? I mean, it literally right. is the power of thought. That is what the Phoenix Force is, right? They don't explain any of that in this movie. It's just literally it amplifies Gene's power. 
basically. Um, and she can't really control it. And every once in a while, she kind of hulks out. Um, and well, you know, well she's kind no, of just slinging a the, little. In, yeah, yeah, in the movie, they definitely said it was it was the spark that created worlds. And then beyond that, they also right. they did say April's right at the beginning. They did say that their plan was to wipe out the Earth and rebuild theirs on the Earth. But then when they introduced the Phoenix power, they said it can create worlds. And so, again, who knows? Who knows? Well, she could have also just been confusing. saying that to Jean Grey to get her to give her the power instead of telling yeah. her the real plan. Yeah. I, I, because I, then I, she, I, at the end when she's sucking more power out of her at the after the whole train sequence, which is awesome. Um, I didn't get that. And there she was like, we're going to take over the world. Like whispering it, which I don't know why you'd whisper that when you almost have the power, but because she's a villain. <laughs> it's true. Oh. I didn't know how that would work. That's what I was talking about earlier with the transference of power, because she was like, "No one can control it. It's killed everything that it's touched, but you." But I'll take eighty percent of it, and I'm just fine. <laughs> right? What? Exactly. I don't. Exactly. What is happening? Yep. Yeah, and then yep. she came back for more at the end. It was so bizarre. Made no sense. Made yeah. no sense. Yeah. No. Yeah. Totally. It. It was weird, and then yeah. And, anyway. and to be honest with you, I I did not. April and I probably disagree a little bit here. That was the one action sequence that I thought was not good. Uh, there were moments that were cool, but when they go to Jean Grey and she's is it New York or wherever they mm-hmm. are in that house, and why did Magneto pull up that train the subway? Yeah. Why did he pull that up? And then just is it just so we could have the cool shot of him flying through the front door and it's behind him and it's just laying there with people in it? I was. Well, this is I, the most. This makes no sense. I know what's funny There's is plenty that, of iron and steel everywhere. What's so funny what's is that happening? he walks in the door like normal and that the the subway car just follows follows him, him right if, just if right they, behind he needed, him if he needed the subway car to like bust open like a huge gate or like it was like there was necessary exactly. for him to like trying to use one, it to he keep, just keep people out keep all the other people no out. he just wanted <laughs> they just wanted to have a cool shot that's it it, it was, was a so cool strange shot, it was stupid no but it, was cool. it was so dumb it was cool. and that fight was dumb and then but but what is what was cool I cannot, every time that I see Magneto on screen, <laughs> when we see Michael Fassbender in that camp for the first time. He's great. I, he is so awesome. Yeah. Yep. I, 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 I'm going to have a hard time with whatever Disney does with if they use that character down the road because he has embodied that character so well. Mm-hmm. And he is such a great actor and he never phones it in so from ian mckellen the by the way well like yeah. that, that's not an easy like thing to right. follow up to see like oh yeah i know patrick stewart and ian mckellen yep. like are those are like powerhouses who are no part doubt. of the x-men and somehow these other two characters the other two actors has done a really good job of, of filling those filling those roles they really did yeah they really did i feel like we have to mention was it daniel that sent us the little meme of all the Magnetos oh, in yes, all yeah, the yeah, movies. Yeah, yeah. So 1992, yeah. you have Michael Fassbender and Dark Phoenix. And then eight years later, you get Ian McKellen. Yes, he, he ages really quickly. <laughs> really quickly. <laughs> so one of the big deaths of this film was Raven. Right. Mystique. Mm-hmm. Um, so I actually thought that her whole death was a, felt a little underwhelming emotionally. I actually kind of oh, thought yeah. Jennifer Lawrence's acting overall just felt very stale i agree in this one yeah it just almost like she phoned it in everyone else i thought was great but her i just wasn't quite buying it was kind of like she was busy doing other things maybe but um what did you guys think about that character in this film yeah no i totally agree with you i I, it was seemed very odd um because and again like this 
this film should be all about kind of the how women have not been you need to go listen to the geek card check but we talk about how Jean Grey started off as being one of the least powerful X-Men quote unquote mm-hmm. and then um, she became the most powerful n- only second to a god right mm-hmm. um, and her transformation her, her empowerment right her her ability to to um, to control that and understand it and to use it and so the, all the female characters in this they should be the focus. I mean, that is what the story is literally about. And it's it's unfortunate because Jennifer Lawrence is such a great actress mm-hmm. um, that it feels like she does the, the story a disservice because of her disinterest yeah. in what is trying to be said. It should be um, powerful. It, it, that, that the relationship should be, you know, that of a mentor, um, a, 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 a woman who has taken control of her life, Raven, and showing uh, someone younger how they can do the exact same thing. And that loss, her accidentally, you know, blowing up on her and killing her should really be resonant. Like that should really be a powerful yeah. thing. And like you said, it falls flat in this movie. It just feels like we got to get to the thing so that we can move on. That reaction should not, it really shouldn't have happened in the very first time that they try to get her. She literally, Phoenix, you know, Gray literally leaves to go find her father and then they bring the team. And in the first time they get together, that happens, right? There should have, there's a lot more runway to that moment that would have made it pay off a lot better, but they just didn't have enough time. Yeah. And, and even the relationship between um, uh, Magneto and Raven, right? And how yeah. devastating it is when Magneto finds out that Jean killed her. Um, like that should have been a big deal too. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. like the fact that now this 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 man who was used to be a man of war and willing to burn the world but has since become a man of peace, but now is back on the warpath because the the woman that he respected and perhaps loved slash really liked um, has been killed by this this powerful powerful woman that should have been incredible what an amazing like even describing it right now it sounds like wow this is a really on paper this is a really great story and it should work but everybody is just I think and you might be right it just short short yeah. uh, given well, not enough time to, 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 to explore and even the even the thread there because I liked very much how as a little girl, she was responsible for the death of her mother uh, and not knowing that her father was alive and the dynamic there of mistrust to the one person who she looked up to as a father, uh, Professor Xavier, and then having that pulled away from her so that she no longer even trusts that uh, person. That whole thread mm-hmm. would have been a wonderful access point into her trying to control this new power and all that. Mm-hmm. But instead, it gets really underserved, and it almost just happens to her. She's just an agent of, well, I can't really control this thing. This is what happens. When that emotional avenue into that would have been great. Mm-hmm. So on paper, you're right, Chris. There's lots of things in here that really could have had a lot of resonance. But once we get to about 45 minutes, 50 minutes in, it's just a straight line to the to the finish line because of the plot A, plot B has to happen. It doesn't make any sense. Very much like Game of Thrones, for that matter. But sadness. Speaking of Game of Thrones, how did you think, Chad, because I kind of heard Chris a little bit, what did you think of Sophie Turner's performance? 
I thought she was great. I thought uh, I thought she was good. Let me say that. I I think she has a very charismatic presence on screen, and I would love love to see whatever it is she's doing next, whatever that may be. Did y'all not? Did y'all think her accent was good? Her American accent? Am I the only one that didn't? Think I was it distracted was... by it a little bit, yeah, but at I the think very it's beginning, just there I was knew it. There, there were some moments, um, especially the voiceover. Yeah, I think it, was it starts the voice, with the voiceover. Yeah. Yeah, it felt a little like, whoa, we're close. We're close to breaking. We're close to breaking here. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I heard Sansa like sneaking in a few words here and there. Yes. Um, yeah. What do we think of, of Quicksilver, guys? He wasn't in that movie. Was I mean, like, just barely. Well, they sidelined him. They really sidelined him. It was yeah. so funny. Because he's one of my favorites. And then he, he literally, he has his two moments-ish. Yeah. And then he's gone. He's not even in the movie till the very, very end, and he's all busted up, and he's back at the yeah. mansion. That yeah, was they it. really goes should after... have done another one of those fun little, yep. little bits of him. Well, he goes after Jean Grey, you know, yeah. in front of her dad's house, and then I thought it was actually kind of cool that they showed if he were thrown down like that at that speed, he would be wrecked. Yeah. And they did kind of show that, but it was a bummer because especially, but, you know, at the end when they're on the train, he could have just done a lot of damage there so you know i get it i get it yeah i mean i guess but i feel like he just totally was just there to like nod a few times and then that was it you know what i mean it Mm -hmm. was it was it felt so weird and you know at the beginning the promise of them like you were saying chad working together as a team which is the coolest part of the x-men right Mm -hmm. using each other's powers that rescue in space really was amazing Mm -hmm. but then they never get back to that even on the train they're not really using each other's powers in a way that like is cool um Uh, and that was true although magneto when that dude punched at him and he threw that thing up on his hand and then like broke his arm yeah my on the train my audience cheered and gasped but that's just that's just magneto though i know but it's just awesome so no no i agree i agree chris i agree with you any scene with Magneto was really cool, though. Even the the scene where he pulled out the hundreds of guns pointing to Jessica yeah. Chastain. I was like, oh, that's awesome. That's not going to do anything, but that's awesome. Or him fighting Jean Grey with a um, a helicopter um, yeah. filled. <laughs> yeah. And he, push, he and pushes he it away. And he throws it into the air. That and was it's, awesome. It, it's cool. I mean, it's just mm-hmm. a cool It's a cool world they have here. And uh, they just, yeah, it's a bummer that it wasn't as good as, as it should have or could yeah. have been. Definitely could have been better. I know one of my favorite scenes was at their little village, for lack of a better word, where Magneto lived with all of the outcast mm-hmm. mutants, I guess. I just thought... Their that, island. That, yeah. yeah, I thought it was shot beautifully and it looked really cool. The production design was awesome on it. and Yeah, Yeah, spending more time there would have made a lot more sense. I, you know, not going to New York. Like, mm-hmm. the New York, the whole New York the thing. New York thing was stupid. I did, hated it. It yeah, did make no not, sense whatsoever. Yeah. If, if, if I was going to cut anything out of the movie, it would be that. And I don't feel like we'd miss too much because literally the next scene is the train sequence. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, they capture the X-Men there. And it would not have been too hard to do that someplace else. Like, it just, it felt, it feels feels strange it, just it did and, I, and it was ridiculous how they caught them and that whole thing was oh like, Come yes on, man this is ridiculous but yes you know whatever but we really like this movie guys i did uh, i <laughs> liked see it. it in the movie theater Yay. i liked it no go see it for real don't be stupid <laughs> don't be stupid <laughs> yeah chris don't be stupid wow <laughs> i was shut down <laughs> my goodness okay do y'all have anything else about this film that you wanted to mention 
before we No, I don't think so. I just just not, you know, just like we said, it's not worthy of the hatred. It's it's a solid it's a solid mid X-Men entry. It's fine. Mm-hmm. Totally. Totally agree. Yep. Absolutely. Well, thanks so much for joining us on this episode. Let us know what you thought of uh, X-Men, or actually it's not even X-Men, just Dark Phoenix on Facebook and Twitter. We love to hear from you. It makes it so much better when we hear from the folks who are listening to the shows. Tune in next time. We're going to be reviewing Men in Black International. Thanks so much for joining us. And that's a wrap. You've heard what the screeners had to say. Now you be the critic. Head over to ScreenersPodcast.com and let us know what you think. See you next time.